0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever it is you're coming from. Thanks for joining. Super excited to be back with this week's episode of Rewarding Conversations. I am joined with by Ember Burns. Hello, Ember. Thanks for coming on here. I appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, as everybody knows that's kind of been following my podcast is I'm based in the Cleveland area. I'm a big believer in Cleveland things of all. I really like this community. Um, there's so many different amazing artists and filmmakers and podcasters and just creative people in this area that I I tell my friends, like people don't realize there's so many creative people in the Cleveland, Columbus, Youngstown, like the whole kind of Ohio in general. There's like this Midwest vibe that happens. I don't know what it is exactly, but there's tons of creative people. And speaking of tons of creative people, you're just one of the people that naturally popped into my head because um you are involved in the filmmaking community acting you've done podcast stuff you've done youtube stuff you've done modeling stuff you've done a lot of stuff um so i thought you'd be just a really cool guest to have on so um i really appreciate you taking the time to come on
1: again thank you so much for having me it's been a it's been a little while since i just got to talk about me
0: Oh, okay. Well, then hopefully this will be uh, fun slash cathartic. I don't know. Um, we'll we'll kind of see how that goes. So I always like to start with, um, you know, kind of where people are and where they come from. So, uh, you know, you have a lot of different avenues and routes. You have Instagrams and Facebooks and websites and whatever that may be. So uh, I guess maybe sum up a little bit about yourself and who you are and your kind of present state of what's going on with you right now for the, for the world listeners out there.
1: Uh yeah, so I, I my name is Ember Burns. Um I'm here locally in Cleveland, Ohio. Um I am definitely part of all of the arts community. I model but I also do photography too. So I'm taking I'm standing in front and behind the lens there. Um love that. I act and I also write and direct my own stuff. So again, behind and in front of the lens. Um, And then I I do So on film sets too I love to do everything Honestly my favorite job is assistant director On a film set That is absolutely my favorite And it is the most stressful job Out of every single job I love it so much I don't know why Um, I do burlesque I'm not part of a troupe right now But I normally am part of a troupe And we do our monthly shows and stuff And uh, I do some stand up um, not really good at it, but I like
0: it. I just, I just wish you were involved in things. I just wish you did things. I, know, right? I mean, that's incredible. You do so much stuff. How, I mean, that naturally brings me to like, how do you make time for it? How do you prioritize things? Are there, do you actually have like a tiered structure of the things that you love the most that you kind of, you know, take priority over other things or it's just kind of whatever comes at you, you say, yeah, I'll do that. Or no, I won't do that right now. Like, how do you figure that out?
1: I guess it kind of really, really depends. So you have have off months for everything. Um, December and January are very much a down month. So that's when you can get in some burlesque shows or even some stand-up comedy there. And then once spring starts to pick, like, let's see, like, January to March, that's when you're getting a lot of, like, in-studio photography time. Um, and then from March until generally about November, that's when you're – I'm focusing on film mostly. Um okay. with, with some photo shoots in and out of there, obviously, and occasionally a little – if if timing or projects lining up the way that they do and, you know, um, I try and throw in some, some stand-up guest appearances here or burlesque dancing there, around in there, so – uh, and it also depends on film, so for my tears, it would be film is number one. um mm-hmm. I don't ever foresee myself being famous. I will straight up say that now, but prior to, like my priority is film because so much more has to go into that from building the character to um learning your lines to knowing your cast and all of the meetings and everything that goes up to how many days you film and whatnot for that so film definitely is a priority and then burlesque is number two for me um dancing keeps me going a hundred percent it's You can do a little tiny number or a big blown-out number and at the end of it, you have exerted so much energy that it's, it's, I can't even describe the, like, feeling you get from it. It's like a high, um, and stand-up and modeling are actually at the bottom. I just do those for fun and, and it's funny to say that because I'm, I'm an over 50-time published model and I'm like, I'm just modeling for fun, so... (laughs)
0: That's really interesting to hear. I have thank you for for t- talking about that. I, I appreciate that to kind of get an idea of how you view things and how you kind of think about things. Um, I I've had on a few burlesque performers uh, on my podcast, which is cool. I've had on um, Hazel Honeysuckle, which was amazing. She's uh, been named a top 50 burlesque performer in the world like three or four different times. She headlines the show Absinthe in Vegas. Um, and she talks about like, yeah, I just started with just little shows. I just started little things here and there for rooms of like 10, 15 people, um, you know, and now she like headlines a Vegas show. So she, she always talks about like, what what's interesting about her is, and I want to ask you about this is she is, and another burlesque performer I had on Lacey um, kind of similar. They both said that in general, you know, when they're on stage, it's it's flash, and they're quick-witted, and they know how to respond to hazing and audience stuff and all that. And they're really good about that. But in their personal lives, they're actually both, like, pretty pretty reserved pretty quiet pretty chill um you know uh, they they both have talked openly about having anxiety issues and things like that uh which i thought was very interesting uh do you is that something that you experience or struggle with or are you much more of an extroverted person by nature
1: oh no 100 percent, i'm with them on it i am the type That's of person, so interesting yeah i i love my home i love just hanging out with me my dogs and my partner i love my backyard um I'm Amber when I'm home, when I leave and I'm doing something along those lines, I become Amber. Ember is everything that Amber wishes she could be. If that makes sense.
0: Oh my gosh. Hazel said literally the exact same thing. Hazel said, Hazel Honeysuckle is the person I would like to be, but it's the, it's, she said, she's not the person that I am, but she's the person I would like to be.
1: Yeah. So when I'm, when I'm Amber, I'm so reserved. I try so hard to keep, like, um, just everybody else in general because my partner is not part of the art community at all. He is 100% corporate. So me running around cutting off dolls' heads and, like, putting bird cages on them and being like, I'm going to do a photo shoot with my dolly, it's just like, okay – and that's like, that's Amber and Amber's yeah. just like, okay, what are we making for dinner? And somebody hurt my feelings. I'm going to go sit in the corner and cry about it and just smile the next time I see him. So.
0: Yeah. That's uh, thank you for talking about that because I, I think that's really important to, uh, A lot of people have actually commented on those episodes of my podcast and reached out to me and said, I totally get you. I'm the exact same way. I put on this face when I leave the house, I put on this persona and I'm very extroverted and I'm smiling I'm bubbly. And then I get home and I crash. Uh, And, or, you know, the weekend rolls around like, Oh, what kind of exciting things are you getting into? They're like, I'm just going to snuggle up on my couch and watch a movie and not talk to anybody. Um, So I I think it's very interesting when people kind of have those two very distinct personalities Um, you know, from from kind of one end to the other. Um, I have to ask with you being involved in so many things, uh, I I try to keep myself busy as well. I'm somebody that prioritizes living life over just not living life, I guess, if you will. And I have gotten my hands in a lot of different cookie jars as well. Uh, And I know my reasonings and thoughts. But when it comes to you, How did that happen? How did that evolve? Because, you know, growing up, you weren't always an actor or a model or a performer or a photographer or burlesque performer. Like, where did that kind of start for you? Where did that bug kind of happen?
1: So actually growing up, I never wanted to do anything in the art community. I was very dead set on some sort of therapist, something where I can help somebody in some other way, Um, which actually my real job ended up being that which is an event planner so I'm constantly always helping somebody with something um and then I got really sick and I died actually and when I came back um when their doctors are all standing over me and I'm like two and they're explaining everything that just happened they're like yeah you were gone for a little over a minute and a half and we had to bring you back and I just stopped at that point and I like thought back to everything that happened in my life up to that point and I realized I didn't have any Thanksgiving stories I wasn't that crazy person coming in and being like I went out with this person and did this and that and that and this and then from there I really sat back and was like well you know I enjoy my crafts so maybe I will enjoy Um, you know modeling and building a concept there and really bringing that to life and then from there I ended up working on a radio station as an intern for a little while and I met a makeup artist and then the makeup artist threw me into the whole world of filming here in Cleveland in 2015 and that took off like crazy because it's very well known in Cleveland I have I am I am more than willing to get naked at no point in time. Actually, I feel more comfortable completely naked and safer completely naked.
0: I have talked to multiple people who have said the exact same thing, which I find very interesting as well.
1: Yeah, So, and then that's how I got a lot of roles in the beginning because everybody needed the naked girl here, the naked girl there, and I'm like, eh, I'll do it. And then from there, I was able to um, get to know people and network being on sets, and then it was oh, hey, I really like your voice. Maybe you can come do this character that only has like three lines. She's like a waitress, nothing too crazy, but I like your voice. And I was like, yeah, sure. And then from the three lines, it was like, oh, wait, she can walk and talk with clothes on? And then from there, it turned into a supporting role and then bigger and bigger. Um, I actually just filmed in Tennessee for for over a week this past summer. The biggest movie I have ever been in, besides White Boy Rick, budget-wise, and um, I play the lead in that, and I play two different characters in it, and it was, it's a horror film, it is just so, it was everything that I could have ever dreamt of stepping into the acting community to be right in this role. So just starting from being that naked girl to having this lead, it just it's it was amazing. It was definitely a climb up, and that's why I was in so many different things and stuff like that. So
0: that's really cool. Um, I like that kind of full circle of you started of just like I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah, sure, I'll take my clothes off, whatever. And then people were like, Oh, I like your voice. Oh, yeah, you're actually a pretty good actor. Okay, yeah, you want to be supporting. Oh, you want to be lead. And now you're, you know, the lead in a film in Tennessee, even being filmed in Tennessee. So congrats on that. That's really cool. Um, Do you have a particular genre of film that you prefer acting in most? Uh, A lot of the actors that I've talked to and and worked with, um, I I did a podcast with an actor not long ago, um, you know, and it's always interesting to hear what they prefer. Like, yeah, I can do this or I can do that. But like my preference is this. So do you have a preference of a type of film that you like or a type of character that you like?
1: I generally like to stay in the horror, slasher, thriller genre, Um, and I like to play the victim or the murderer. Um, I absolutely hate playing the girlfriend role. I don't even like watching movies where it's like a love story centered around it, so if I have to play the girlfriend doting, like I just recently did that. Um, The only reason why I agreed to this role is because I got murdered. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. I'll, I'll be the girlfriend if I get murdered. I
0: get killed, so I guess it works out okay.
1: Yeah, so I actually filmed that one in Akron, Ohio, uh, this past summer. So, um, yeah, i I generally like the horror. And to quote my mentor in the film community, Roger Connors, I should not stereotype myself into one type of acting, but I tried it all, and I don't like it.
0: <laughs> I love that. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it's cool that, you know, you're willing to kind of do whatever, but you have your certain genre that you like. So you like the the horror kind of thriller suspense. Are those the same kind of movies that you like? Um, or do you, do you actually prefer watching different kinds of movies? Or do you like those kinds of movies?
1: Yeah, those are the type of movies I like to watch. I also like action, too. So um, I did get to do two different action films. Unfortunately, one of them I broke my hand during, so I had a stunt double... But I did have another film, a short film that I did all my own stunts in. That's another thing that I am very proud about is I do my own stunts. Um, I don't go into something and they're like, oh, okay, we could just cheat it this way. No, let's do it. Let's make it look as real as it possibly can look. If that involves me hopping off of something or climbing up. I'm also very tiny. I'm only 4'11", so... I'm constantly always looking for something to stand on or some way to make myself bigger and more present in the scene. So um, a tromo film that I'm a part of, uh, the big sound boxes uh, that are on stage for bands, I was climbing all over those. I climbed on top of a golf cart. I climbed on top of the car. I was like, I'm so little, let me up here. (laughs)
0: I'm little. Let me climb. Yeah. That's really funny. Um, So when it comes to things like, uh, I'm also very interested in this, you know, you filmmaking. So you're behind the camera and you're in front of the camera. Photography, you're behind the camera and you're in front of the camera. Do you have a universal preference of which one, or does it vary based off of what you're doing? So
1: for photography, um, when it comes to modeling, I I mainly work with specific photographers and then I bring a concept to them that I know I would be able to shoot, um something that I know my look is tailored for the type whatever photographer I went to, I know that that's the type of shooting and stuff. So for that, that's that. But when it comes to me actually shooting, I build concepts that I know I could never pull off. Like The dream shoots, but I know that Model A is going to pull it off and maybe Model B, but I'm Model C and this look is not for me. But it's still something that's in my head and I just want to create. And the same goes with acting. Um, I just recently filmed my first horror short and it is actually a role that I would have done if anybody else presented it to me but when I was writing the script, I didn't see me in it, so that was definitely something that I had to find an actress, which I was so lucky to find Natalie Claire um, to act for me in that, and that was her first big thing that she did too. Um, so I, I also think it's a little, a little pompous if, if we can go with that word for somebody to write direct and star in their movie, like, come on, please. Let, let someone else do it. The job.
0: Yeah. The Tarantino effect of like, yes. or, you know, like the Hitchcock effect, you know, of like, well, I'm just going to make an appearance or, or be in a film or whatever that may be.
1: Yeah. I just, I, and then it, and then, Coming as an actor on set when your director is also acting and directing the scene, it makes it so much harder for everybody else to really be in the scene um, to move around that person because they are they're seeing it in their head and they're acting it out, but they're not we're not in their head, so we don't know where our footing is to their footing and but if they're behind the camera then they can see the picture clearly when they're in front of the camera they only have their tunnel vision so
0: yeah for sure um because you have been involved in so many different kinds of things and taken on you know so many things that you never thought you would get into which is always interesting uh you know say somebody out there is listening and they're like yeah photography is cool but like i can't afford an expensive camera or filmmaking is cool but like you know, how do I write a script or how do I cast people, you know, just in general, what advice would you give people that are saying kind of, yeah, that would be really neat to do, but like, how do I do that? Like how, you know, how do I make that happen? You, you've made so many things happen. So, you know, how, talk about how you approach that or and like what advice would you give people that are maybe on that line and they just need that extra little bit of push?
1: So for modeling, um, if you want to model, don't anybody could model anybody we're all beautiful we're all extremely unique there's no such thing as a supermodel anymore those are gone um so if you have a unibrow and you want to model rock your unibrow you be the best unibrow model ever if you are short model if you're plus size model if you're a man model more men need to model i definitely would like to say that more men um if you would like to get into the other side of it, the photography side, I shoot, I have like a 15 year old camera. It's a Sony. It is so tiny. It's probably like this big. Um, I've worked with some very talented models that wanted to work with me. It's not about the equipment. It's how you use it. (laughs) And exactly. Yeah. And the same thing goes for film. Um, you want to act then start acting um and just so you know lady gaga's last commercial that was just on television the one where she's dancing is completely filmed with an iphone so you don't need anything fancy if you have a newer android or iphone that's within the last three to four years that's shooting in 4k which all of your movies are in 4k it's just the editing is
0: the hard part in all of that. Yeah, 100%. Thanks for that. Um uh, I totally agree like there's some actually really good movies that were shot on phone cameras like uh, the movie Unsane with Claire Foy a few years ago uh, where she was committed to an asylum because she thought somebody was following her that and people declared her like insane. Um, I think it was shot by like Gus Van Zandt or something. And he shot it on an iPhone. The entire film was shot on an iPhone and it's released nationally in theaters. Um, and there was a movie like Tangerine that was shot completely on an iPhone and it made it to Sundance like and it was shot on an iPhone, um, you know. And then I saw this past year, uh, the number one, the, the number two or three camera represented at Sundance last year was the Black Blackmagic Pocket Cinema Camera 4K, um, which goes for like twelve, thirteen hundred dollars now. So it's like you you can find a budget camera and you can you can make it work. It's about the material. It's about like the the acting. It's it's about the editing. The editing is so much of the work. You know this. Um, But it's it's about all the other things. And I think people get stuck on the notion of well, I don't have a good camera. So I can't do this or I'm not you know, I'm not six foot tall and weigh 90 pounds. So I can't be a model. Uh, You know, uh, and I think I love what you said about, like, the supermodel's gone. Like, we need to stop thinking in these ways of if you're not this one thing, then you can't do something. I think we just need to eradicate that way of thinking. So I really appreciate that you said that. Um, Because as you've shown, you can get into a lot of different things and be successful at them.
1: I am a 4'11", super tattooed, loud mouth, with an accent, so I have a hard time pronouncing a lot of words. <laughs> and I have done runways. I am published. I have been in so many different films. Like, it, it doesn't... There's a will, there's a way. Um, I, if I... I will say this, though. If I didn't have my death experience, I definitely wouldn't be where I am. I probably would still be doing my mundane nine-to-five job and just like going on but this this is definitely so much better so my advice is if you if anybody listening wants to be a part of the art community art saves lives so if it's just a hobby do it as a hobby if it's something that you want to do full-time do it full-time if you are unhappy in your black and white world then maybe you need to wizard your. Oz yourself into your colorful world.
0: So, I'm going to use that in the future. Just letting you know, I'm going to, I'm going to say that at some point to somebody else. So thank you. You're um, no, that's awesome. Uh, without getting into too much detail. I had one of those moments too. Um, not as severe as yours, but I was living life one way completely. And then something really, really big happened to me and very impactful. And every day since then has been different. Um, I just said, Oh, Okay. I'm just going to stop doing things I don't want to do. And I'm just going to focus on doing things that I want to do that make me happy because life is incredibly short and screw what anybody else's opinion is of me. And I'm just going to live the way I want to live.
1: Yeah. um, I think a lot of people too. I came to this realization back in 2014 that this was the path I needed to go down and really like embrace it. Um, I think 2020 Really opened a lot of people's eyes to where I watched so many of my friends, bless them, start their own businesses. They're like, you know what? I've always wanted to make soap. I'm going to make soap. I'm like, make your soap. I will buy it.
0: Make make soap. Yes.
1: And it's just to watch. Even though, yes, it is to do this. It is. You will struggle if you don't have. the the nine to five luxury and that every two week paycheck and stuff like that you do struggle but when you lay your head down at night and you just think back of your entire day and you think i literally did everything that i wanted to today and didn't have one moment of someone telling me to do it another way that's what makes it worth it
0: that's one of the best things i've ever heard um thank you for that. Uh, You reiterate what I say in a lot of my podcasts is uh, something that I've always said that my grandmom said to me when I was young is every day is all we have. Um, And you need to live life like every day is all you have. So it's really cool to have you on here and to hear and see all the different things that you're doing. Um, You know, I'm I'm definitely a supporter of you. Uh, Like I've seen the stuff that you got involved in. And I think it's really cool. And Um, you know, I kind of took a little bit of a deep dive before we did this podcast and check out a bunch of your different stuff. And you really are just like involved in everything. And it's really amazing. So um, kudos to you and your juggling. Um, But if you could, um, maybe let's talk about the other side of it, because I always like to address the other side of it. So you do these things like photography, and you write things and you direct things and you act in things. And You perform burlesque and all of these things, and I'm sure people look at you and they're like, wow, she takes on so much and she does this and that. What about those off days? What about those tough days where you wake up and you just go, today is not my day and I'm not feeling it? What typically helps you to get out of that? Do you just need to kind of go solo and just have a day to yourself? Do you just need to be around your partner? Or is there a certain friend or a coffee shop you go to? Everybody's process of getting out of those funks is different. And I think it's really easy to post the best things on Instagram and the coolest pictures and all that, but there's always a other side to those things. So talk to the audience a little bit about how you process those tough days.
1: So I am bipolar. uh, I have bipolar depression. And then I also have um, something that really sucks. Uh, It it it's, it's got a really, really long, crazy name, um but it's uh, p m d d and basically it's a little voice inside my head once a month when I become a raging monster um because God gave me a taco instead of a hot dog um <laughs> That's
0: I, maybe the most polite way I've ever heard it play. uh
1: i have I have no suicidal tendencies but my brain is so off balance that I have suicidal thoughts so really it's just really one week out of the month for me that I can't do anything I can't even function as a human or anything like that Um, and I am like battling every single day and I I know you hear this a lot when people talk about depression or anxiety they're like it hurts I'm battling like Like, I don't want to, I don't want to take a shower because it hurts. And you don't understand because you can't explain. It's not physically hurting. It's just, like, mentally hurting that I have to get myself from point A to point B. So when I'm in that type of funk, it's a lot of, like, my favorite TV shows over and over again. Or my favorite movies or um, uh, shopping. So I love thrift stores. You can always find so much different creativity inside of a thrift store. So on a down day, I just like to go to a thrift store and see what, what can I buy today that will be something I can create with tomorrow. And putting a plan in place for tomorrow during all of that time is what keeps me going.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate that. Um, sorry that that happens to you. Um, but it's nice to hear that you have discovered kind of what helps you get through that and kind of your coping because coping is different for everybody. Um, I have talked to a lot of people over these episodes where coping for them is, you know, like you said, watching their favorite movie or TV show, or it's diving into a pint of ice cream, or it's going off on their own and walking around their favorite park, or it's just being around their partner or wh- whatever it may be. Um, you know, because that's exactly it. Everybody is, everybody is, every single human is different and we all function different and we recover different and we, you know, succeed differently. You know, we all need and want different things. So I really appreciate you being willing to talk about your different, um, you know, and that's, that's really amazing that you're able to get through that and and do that and and know what's going to kind of get you past that. So um, that's, that's really cool. So thank you for talking about that.
1: Another thing that I learned too, that I do want to add to all of this is, don't bottle it up. If you're, if you want to write on Facebook, like, I just don't want to go through today. Just write it. Just if that, if that's going to make you feel better, just to put it out there. So you're not just saying it to yourself, but other people are hearing it too. Even if there's no context to it or something along those lines, someone's going to be like, Hey, I'm here for you. Just, or I feel this too, knowing that you're not alone and people hear what you're thinking too. It's, it, that's very important. And I think, I think with us being behind social media and not really seeing each other face to face so much, especially after last year, it's even more important for us to put out what we're feeling and thinking.
0: Yeah. Um, I, I agree. And, and the support from other people is really big, um, Moving to this area, you know years ago, I really discovered that we do have a really amazing art community here um, and some really incredible supportive, amazing genuine people that are here to help and support and foster relationships and build you up and recommend you to other people and all that stuff so we we have an awesome community around here, and you're definitely a part of that so uh, appreciate all that you do, um, and I, I just, I really appreciate you, you coming on here and talking to me about everything and what you have going on because it's so much. You have so much going on, so it's just cool to talk about that. Uh, so thank you for for being willing to do this.
1: Yes, thank you so much too.
0: Um, so something that's fun that I like to end with um, is just a little Q and A, if you don't mind. Um, we can just do a little rapid fire Q and A, and just kind of the first thing that comes to mind. Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. All right, awesome. So, what is your favorite late night snack?
1: Uh, That would be uh, chocolate ice cream with hot fudge.
0: Where is that ice cream coming from? What brand is that?
1: It doesn't matter. I do not. Oh.
0: Oh okay. I am. When I came to this area, everybody said Mitchell's, 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 and so I was like, okay, well, I'll try your whatever ice cream. I love Mitchell's so much. Um, I really like Handles too. Handles, Handles is really, is really good, good. But
1: just so you know, Insomnia delivers ice cream by the pints.
0: Do they really? Yeah,
1: they also deliver. Okay, well, they just but... moved
0: up on my ladder now. So, yeah. um, what is your dream vacation?
1: Uh, I actually just did it. Uh, we went to Tennessee, and we did, like, the mountains and all of that, and I got to see the Titanic. It's not the what real you you Titanic. To... It's a replica of music. Now. Oh. But I got to – the the thing that I wanted more than anything in my entire life was to walk down the grand staircase, and I got to do that. And I, I made sure, like, I had, like, this outfit – so it's, like, a touristy area, and everybody's, like, dressed, like, in the normal, like, tourist, like, tank tops and shorts. Yeah. I'm in this, like, dinner red dress with these high heels and my hair and this, like, veil and lace gloves and this long, flowy skirt that I attach. And I'm, like, I am walking down the stairs of this. Like, I cried the entire time we were in there. Like, it was so beautiful. So.
0: That's awesome. Congrats. I'm glad you got to do that. That's really cool. Thank you. Um what are things that make you sad?
1: Um, well, humanity right now, that's like number one that's making me sad. Like, geez.
0: stuff is tough right now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um, stuff that makes me sad, a good story. Like a, like, like I love watching soldiers coming home and surprising their loved ones. I loved watching, Uh, like a a dog on the street that gets rescued and then it flourishes later on like that kind of sad is the sad that i like
0: those dog videos wreck me every time i know exactly what you're talking about i love those videos yeah um so i guess on the counterpoint what are things that make you happy
1: sunshine um just anything outdoors i love the sunshine i love uh, being adventurous and I love my craft so much. So I could spend all day in the garage creating something random and come inside like a proud five-year-old after kindergarten, like, look what I made. Can I put it in the fridge? So
0: <laughs> look what I did. Yeah. Let's stick it in the fridge. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, last question. What advice would you give your younger self?
1: I uh, don't wait to do it. Just do it. Um, that that's the only advice i know everybody goes back and they're like don't talk to him don't talk to this person don't do this but i wouldn't be who i am today if i didn't encounter everybody that i encountered along the way
0: yeah i really like that um I spent a lot of time of my life thinking, I wish I didn't do this. I wish I didn't do that. But I really like the person that I am today. So I have adopted the same mindset of, well, if I didn't go through every single good, bad, negative, whatever thing in my life, I I believe that I wouldn't be the exact person that I am today. So I really dig that. That's really cool. I like that.
1: And one more piece of advice: Everybody hates themselves in their twenties. I I thought it was just me. I was like, whoa, the world. And then I hit my. And then I got into my thirties, and I was like, no, I love me. I just didn't like me as a twenty year old.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I I love the my thirties. My thirties are pretty awesome. So I, I'm really feeling that too. Um, Amber, this was awesome. I really appreciate you doing this. It was cool to hear somebody that's involved in so many different things and has so much going on and just kind of hearing your perspective and both sides of it. So uh, I really, really appreciate you taking the time to do this in the description below um, for everybody. I'm going to put all your different like Instagrams and links and all that kind of stuff in there so people can check you out. And I strongly suggest you looking up Ember because uh, if you are all are wondering about any sort of field to get into that involves the arts, she's a good resource to have. So um thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Um and you're awesome. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're you're really you're really good at the stuff that you do and I'm definitely a fan.
1: Thank you so much. And yes, if anybody has any questions if you want to get into modeling or photography or the film community, I'm not I just don't know people here in Cleveland. I've branched out. I know people all over the United States, so I can help you get into anything. But my best advice is just go to Facebook, put in modeling groups, and all the modeling groups or the film groups or the burlesque groups or the stand up or the painters or the florist or the crafters, all those groups in your area will pop up and you will be able to network so much. It's 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 definitely as much as we all can't stand Facebook, it is one of the most beautiful networking <laughs> platforms.
0: I agree with that sentiment. Exactly. Yes. Like I cannot stand Facebook, but I've gotten so many really good things from it. And that annoys me because I just want to be able to be like, screw this. I'm walking away. And then I meet, like I have like a great connection with somebody and I'm like, "Er, stupid Facebook. Yes.
1: So if you're definitely send me a message, if you can't find anything, but if you just want to join it, just join and then throw up the question. Hey, I'm new to this within the first 30 minutes you are going to have so many people throwing advice at you so many different ways that you'll actually be overwhelmed and be like whoa this is becoming too easy I don't know if I can do it now
0: (laughs) I love that I agree with that um, advice from Ember about you know somebody that's done it all that's done so much that will continue Uh, so I hope people out there listening um, got some really cool advice um, from somebody that's been involved in so many different things Uh, Ember thank you for doing this I really appreciate it Um, And, you know, hopefully we can connect maybe sometime down the road if you're doing some big project or something like that. I'd love to talk with you again sometime down the road just about what you have going on, because I'm sure it'll be different than what you have going on today.
1: It is actually. uh, I can actually tell you a little little teaser. Oh, I pitched two different feature films to a production company here in Cleveland and they picked up both of them. So what? Yeah, I will be in the process of developing two feature films at the same time.
0: Okay, so everybody out there, um, when you reach out to Amber, maybe just ask her to send you back an autograph or something (laughs) or a picture so you can get it first. Uh, That's really cool. Congratulations. So I would definitely love to connect with you down the line to see what you have going on with that.
1: Definitely. I will. I will definitely be needing a lot of actors for it, too. So.
0: So we'll do a casting call (laughs) on my podcast. We can do it. (laughs) It'll be cool. That's really cool. Um, Thanks, Ember. This was really cool. And uh, I appreciate you taking the time to do this. And congrats with everything you have going on. It's really awesome. And
1: congrats on this. This is amazing.
0: This is fun. I love this. Yeah, it's been really cool. I've gotten to meet so many incredible people from all over the world, like literally interviewing people in Scotland and England and Germany um, and Florida and Vegas and California, like just all over. It's been really, really cool. So Um, And Cleveland. I love Cleveland. Cleveland. I love supporting local Cleveland and local artists. So this has been really cool. Um, I appreciate the time. And um, I'm definitely looking forward to our next follow-up conversation.
1: Definitely. And thank you again so much for having me on. This definitely was a blast.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And for everybody out there listening, if this is your first time here, welcome. If you're a returner, welcome back. And regardless of where you're coming from, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And I will catch you on the next episode.